Hello and welcome to Authentically Alongside. I'm your host, Sarah Nishimoto. And I'm Emily Kallenberg, coming alongside Sarah. This podcast exists as a way to encourage you in your walk with Jesus. We want to come alongside you authentically, sharing our lives and hope in Jesus. Hello and welcome back to Authentically Alongside. This is Sarah. And this is Emily. So as we continue to walk through the season of Advent, um, we're just inviting you to reflect with us more deeply on what each week leading up to the celebration of the birth of Christ represents. We have talked about hope and peace, and this week we are going to talk about joy. Mm -hmm. So I think we can get a beautiful picture of what joy can look like during this time of year, especially as... Um, I experience Christmas through the eyes of my kids. I don't know about something about kids and just the pure joy Mm -hmm. that they exude, especially at the holidays is just, just beautiful. Uh, You can just see the joy on their faces and in their bodies as they see Christmas lights, put up the first Christmas decorations and pretty sure our kids would not let us go a day past Thanksgiving without putting up the tree. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can really see joy when kids open their Christmas presents on Christmas morning. I was just looking through some old videos of Christmas mornings and you can just see and hear the joy in their squeals, um, you know, as they open the gift that they've Mm -hmm. been wanting or the jumping up and down. Like it's not just like the excitement in their voices, like their bodies, like Mm -hmm. they're jumping up and down, like their hands will kind (laughs) of shake in excitement and, um, Joy just exudes out of every part of their bodies. So a few years ago, we had a couple of large gifts that we were giving the kids on Christmas morning. I think a bike was involved or something, Um, but we weren't going to wrap them. So we didn't want the kids to come down early and see the gifts before we were with them because, I mean, we didn't want to miss out on (laughs) seeing the joy when they opened them or when they saw them. So we covered the entrance to our living room in wrapping paper. Now it's like a double, it's like a double door frame. So it's a pretty big (laughs) entrance. And so we used like a whole roll of wrapping paper and just wrapped like all the way across this opening. So when the kids came down the stairs, there was wrapping paper that they literally had to run through (laughs) and tear open to get to their gifts. It was like, we wrapped up the whole living room. And so this is now a tradition that we do every year and it's super fun. And like, I know we love like picking our wrapping paper for it and stuff, but um, the joy that you see as they tear through the paper, like usually one of us stands inside the living room and one stands um, out in the hallway with them. So like, you know, just the joy though, like when they tear through that paper and see all the gifts, like it's just like a contagious energy. Mm -hmm. And I think this is the joy that God wants us to experience. It's just like a, just like sometimes just a picture is just a neat way to kind of turn our hearts a bit. (laughs) So the third candle joy represents the joy that has come into the world through the birth of Jesus. Luke 2.10 says, But the angel said to them, don't be afraid for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. So the joy candle can also be called the shepherd's candle as the shepherd's candle. It represents the joy that the shepherds experienced when they heard 
the good news of Christ's arrival. So one of the things that strikes me when I read the shepherd's story is that the angels came to bring the news of Jesus' birth in the middle of the night. So in the midst of the darkness, I think this is a beautiful picture of what Jesus brings. He is a light in the darkness. He brings joy into the darkest moments and the darkest places of earth. And I feel like our world is really steeped in heartache and depression. And um, But Jesus comes into even those places offering joy. Yeah. So biblical joy is more than just happiness, especially happiness that is dependent on our circumstances. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I watched the Bible Project video again on joy in, in their, their <laughs> word study. I wish I would have found it before we did the first episode, but that's fine. Because I'm sure they would have had a lot of insight and hope too, but we got it for the rest. (laughs) But um, they say that joy is an attitude that God's people adopt, not because of happy circumstances, but because of their hope in God's love and promises. And again, we see this throughout scriptures as the children of God experience persecution, captivity, wandering, They present the Lord with their troubles, but they also rejoice. And they rejoice because they believe that God is who he says he is, and he will do what he says he will do. So in this Bible Project video on joy, they also say that Christian joy is a profound decision of faith and hope in the power of Jesus' own life and love. So when we place our faith and hope, where we place our faith and hope impacts the joy that we experience. Yeah. And I love how they also note, like we've shared about gratitude, that choosing joy does not mean that we're denying the hard things that we're experiencing. We can choose joy along with lament and grief. Uh, When Paul talks to the Corinthians about the character of his ministry, he shares a list of things that he commends his ministry by. And there are lots of good things and lots of bad things. But at the end of the list, in 2 Corinthians 6.10, he says, as grieving yeah, also always rejoicing. So Henry Nowen, he's just a famous old, you know. <laughs> famous get, old guy. Old guy. We get <laughs> lots of great quotes from him, right? Uh, but he says, we are inclined to think that when we are sad, we cannot be glad. Mm-hmm. But in the life of a God-centered person, sorrow and joy can exist together. This That isn't easy to understand, but we... Th- When we think about some of our deepest life experiences, such as being present at the birth of a child or the death of a friend, great sorrow and great joy are often seen to be parts of the same experience. Often we discover the joy in the midst of the sorrow. Yeah, I think that's such a beautiful thing. I was reading something else that had to do with something else, but um, he referenced Psalm 23, which is my favorite psalm. Mm -hmm. But, you know, though I walk through the shadow, the valley of death, yet you are with me. So in those valleys, in those dark places, God is still with us. And so we can still have joy in the midst of whatever we are in. And I, I do think that it's just such a hard thing for us to kind of wrap our heads around sometimes. Like, um, this feels terrible. How am I supposed to be happy or how am Mm -hmm. I supposed to find joy? Um, or sometimes we feel guilty about feeling joy in the middle of something that's really hard or devastating. Um, but those things can coexist. Yeah. Yeah, they absolutely can. And 
I, I will admit that as I've been preparing for this podcast, that it's been hard for me. Um, so sometimes when we get curious, we can learn something about ourselves and what's going on in our hearts and minds. And, you know, I've been walking through a season where sometimes it has been hard to find joy. Um, I don't feel as stuck as I did a few years ago, but you know, days are still hard and sometimes they feel extra long and just like, we're just trying to make it through to the end of the day sometimes. And, um, you know, I have a hard time sometimes allowing myself to feel just joy. So as I've been processing on joy, like sometimes it, you know, I look at my life and I'm like, Hmm, well, where, where am I missing that? you know, places where I would have experienced more joy before, but you know, it's, I've let some busyness and difficulties steal that joy. Um, but I've, as I've been preparing, I read through some verses and in Philippians four, four, it tells us rejoice in the Lord. Always. I will say it again, rejoice. Um, I love that it had to say it twice there. <laughs> I think that, that, you know, says something to the human experience that, you know, sometimes we just need to hear that more than once. Yep. Um, but it also goes on to say, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. And I think we can rejoice because the Lord is near. Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, like as we've been going through each of these days of Advent, like a theme that I see over and over again is that we find these characteristics of hope and peace and joy in the presence of God yeah. and remembering that God is near us. Um, and I think we'll see that again as we look at love next week. <laughs> yeah. um, so I'm really finding a lot in what Advent means is its presence. Mm -hmm. So when Jesus was preparing his disciples for what was to come in his death and resurrection, resurrection he told them in a little while they would no longer see him but then again in a little while they would see him again because he was going to the father so obviously that was probably a little bit confusing to them but jesus wanted them to be prepared and he shared the honesty of the sorrow that they were going to experience but that it would turn to joy and it would turn to joy that no one could take from them john 16 20 through 22 says truly i tell you you will weep and mourn but the world will rejoice. You will become sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn to joy. When a woman is in labor, she has pain because her time has come. But when she has given birth to a child, she no longer remembers the suffering because of the joy that a person has been born into the world. So you also will have sorrow now, but I will see you again. Your hearts will rejoice and no one will take away your joy. Hmm. You know, as we've been walking through this, I, these, these words of joy, hope, and peace are so interconnected mm -hmm. and, you know, we can be joyful because we have hope, hope in a God that loves us and a savior that came to earth to be with us, that presence there mm -hmm. again. Um, but the main soy source of our joy is the presence of God. Yeah. Uh, so in the Advent devotional, I'm reading Emmanuel. Um, Ruth Chow Simons says, if joy is found in God's presence and eternal pleasures known through his provisions, we have no reason to look and pine for anything else. Where you set your hope this Christmas season will determine how you find joy. 
We were made to know satisfaction in Christ alone. Nothing else will do. I love the line that says, where you set your hope will determine how you find joy. Um, I know I am often tempted to <laughs> hope for days that feel less hard <laughs> and find my joy when the circumstances are easy. Um, but that's going to disappoint. You know, that's not Christ alone. And it's joy that lasts for a moment. Um, but, you know, joy from God lasts when the circumstances are not what we want them to be. And, you know, joy is not just a feeling that we feel, but it's a choice that we make, a choice to trust God in the midst of the hard and believe that he is still good, a choice to step into God's presence when we are hurting, grieving, struggling, or lacking joy. Yeah. I think that is such a great challenge for us to shift our perspectives. Admittedly, I've also struggled with attaching joy to my circumstances mm -hmm. or seeing it as a feeling that I feel and not that a choice that I make. So that line, we were made to know satisfaction in Christ alone, nothing else will do, really stands out to me. Our hope should be anchored in Christ alone and our peace is found in Christ alone. Then our joy is found in Christ alone. And the season of Advent should be a reminder to us, again, of where to look for all the things that our hearts long for, Jesus. I think a lot of times, you know, I, I don't like to admit it, but I'll think I would have more joy if this happened mm -hmm. or, you know, if this opportunity presented itself or if this good thing happened to my family, then it would be easy for me to have joy. But mm -hmm. I think, you know, with peace, hope, and joy, none of those are easy choices. Yeah. Um, but they're all choices and they all have to be choices for us to put our faith and hope in Jesus. And it's, there's, they're choices, but it's a slow process mm -hmm. too. I think we want to be like, oh, okay, well, joy is a choice. Then I can just, you know, slap on a smile and choose to be happy and joyful. But you know, that's, that's different. That's a mask. Mm -hmm. Like, um, that true joy continues to come when we put ourselves, bring ourselves closer to the one who gives the joy. Mm. And um, it's just that slow, slow process <laughs> then of letting God, you know, by faithfully showing up, letting him bring that joy to us. And, you know, when we don't feel joy, you know, we bring those circumstances right to God. And I feel a little bit like a broken record. I feel like we say this a lot, but um, I think, you know, that's really where God's compassion comes in is like, he sees us where we are. He sees us in our brokenness. He sees us when we lack joy and he wants us to come with that. And he's going to turn that sorrow or the frustration or the, um, you know, whatever we're feeling and, bring some joy into that. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, as we finish up today, I'd like to close today's podcast with lyrics from an often sung Christmas carol and our response to the joy that God gives us should be to worship, um, to rejoice for the things that he has done. So this Christmas season, we should rejoice that God sent his son to be with us. So we're going to sing. <laughs> no, no, we're going <laughs> to sing. <laughs> Okay. We're not going to sing. As wonderful as that would be, I don't, we're not going to sing. We're going to read the lyrics to Joy to the World. Oh my goodness, sorry. You just, can sing a few. I'm just too. imagining the beauty that that would bring uh, to all of our listeners. 
Okay. Deep breath. Joy to the world. The Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. I've got a lot of joy here. <laughs> Let every heart prepare him room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and heaven and nature sing. Joy to the earth. The Savior reigns. Let all their songs employ. While fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains repeat the sounding joy. He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love. Joy to the world. The Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing. So as we continue through this Advent season, may we prepare our own hearts, making room for him, and may we join the song of joy that creation is singing, and may our joy overflow in worship to our wonderful King. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Authentically Alongside. We hope this was an encouragement to you as we walk together towards Jesus. Thank you.